Hello, welcome back to that Josh James show with me, stand-up comedian Josh James. As ever, I'm joined by my right-hand man, Rumford's number one podcaster, the second most famous geezer in all of Collier Row. It's Chrissy White, aka White Boy. What's happening, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah. Aka the Bobby Zamora from Wish. Bobby Zamora from <laughs> Wish. Well, actually, before I introduce our first guest, I'm going to play a little voice note that he sent me, which just who that guy. Uh, no, the guest that we've got today, who we've not mentioned okay, yet. Okay, go on then, brilliant. But I'm going to play the voice note I got from him because it fucking cracked me up. No worries, mate. 15th of Jan. I wanted to ask you, and all, is that Bobby Zamora? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dead, what's happening, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm a bit gutted it ain't Zamora. But I'm <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. He agreed to do it. Before knowing it won't be Zamora. Oh, really? Sorry to disappoint yeah. you, mate. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, mate, thanks so much for coming and, and, and joining us, mate. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I've always been a huge fan of yours. Like, yeah, I've same. grown up listening it. to you. And, like, I can remember from, like, the early days of when it was, like, what was the first album? Tales of the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, yeah, it was, like, the first CD I put together. Yeah, yeah. and I remember, listen, I remember listening to that in school and then... Um, yeah, just to watch your journey, mate. It's been fucking unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, where did it all start for you? You're from Dagenham. From Dagenham, yeah. Uh, to be fair, like, I, I liked. I didn't really like school, but from sports and English, mm. never good at maths because two plus two always equals four. Yeah. But English, <laughs> I could just talk all the bollocks under the sun and justify my arguments. I was good at manipulating words. I, mean, I caught wind of old school garage when I was about twelve. Started like me mates who had decks. I'd start spitting on like drum and bass, jungle, garage, and just primitive stuff. And I turned on the radio one night, I moved ass, and I heard Sharky Major at a nasty crew. Mm. And it was a lot more lyrical. I liked the tempo of the garage, but the lyrics were more in depth and I could relate to them. So I just started trying, trying to write my own, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. So like the garage said, I loved it. But lyrically, it weren't really there. I think it was more vibe, wasn't it? Like it more was hosting, vibe. Like, rather than lyrical and that. So when yeah, I heard, like, like an MC. When I heard the more lyrical side of things, yeah. I thought, yeah, I'd like to have a go at this. Yeah, yeah, no, you do it well. I appreciate That's it. That's why I always struggled rap. I used to, I love rapping. I can't write bars. <laughs> yeah. Well, no if one... I had a ghostwriter, yeah, I reckon I could have done bits. Well, Because I got the flow. Them. I got the flow, but I never had the lyrics. I'm going to write some lyrics for you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. say you got the flow, though, but you said you could sing. And I don't feel you're a great singer. Look, mate, we done a live show recently, yeah? I sung a tune at the end. It's different, mate. Being it's in different. the motor, yeah? <laughs> being in the motor or in the shower or something to being in front of like 150, 200 people is different. Well, I, just, I lost all composure. Shower, can't they? You know I, mean? I lost all composure and just shouted it and <laughs> forgot the words. So <laughs> what age you start like writing lyrics and that? I'd say about 12, 12, yeah, about 12-ish. What was the reaction like when you were first, because I remember when I like start come out as a, comedian mm. <laughs> that's what it felt like I sat my dad down I was like dad look <laughs> you're not gonna be happy about this <laughs> but it was like it was hard to I felt like being where I was from to say coming out and being like I want to do something creative people sort of judge you and stuff what was the sort of reaction when you was like or was you too young to care what no I, people thought I, I, I can remember feeling that way I thought uh as you said, you're doing something different, creative, and so many people were quick to go, oh, well, you're never going to do that. You're never yeah. going to do that. Sort of fueled the fire, though. Made me stick to me guns. Mm. But, uh, and then when, when I started getting a little name for myself on the, like, Rinse FM, on the underground, I was doing little raves with Gets and 
then gets like, is a G. But people started recognising me face. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was young. I was stoned at me now, which I shouldn't have been. Yeah. But then I'm going places and people knew me business. People knew me name. I didn't like all that. That took some getting over. I think. Like, really? Because yeah. you don't feel? Do you feel like you're not like you're not like an extrovert? No, I don't think I am. Like when I'm not on the mic or performing, and I just keep myself to myself with my own group of friends that I've had for years. I'm not really a Larry Geezer, you know what I mean? So everyone knowing me face, I didn't like that for a while. But I thought if I'm going to have a go at this, then I'm going to need to get me a brand. I definitely know what you're saying as well when you've had a puff and everyone's looking oh, yeah. at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was 15, stoned off me tits, and everyone's going, oh, Devlin, Devlin. And I was like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah. I needed to get me head around that if I wanted to yeah, pursue that career, you know, I suppose. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So from after, so from like 15 to like 16, you leave school. Hmm. And then do you go and do music like full time? Yeah, I, f I think when I was about 15, I was doing like the, the radios and I'd, I'd done a couple of little gigs here and there. And then my manager at the time, Mikey, he said, why don't you put a CD together? And I went, well, why didn't I think of that? It's stupid, we should have done that ages ago. So that's when we put Tales in the Crypt together. And I remember, obviously I was young, I didn't have no money. So every time the iTunes come in, I was over the moon. I'd go Walthamstow to the office and go and pick up me bit of iTunes money. Oh, I bet that was sick. Uh, it, it was a good feeling, you know what yeah. I mean? You get a phone call out of the blue one day when I had nothing. Oh, you got a grand here to come and collect. So you oh, I love it. Really? So that was like a million quid to me back then. When I was yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And that's when I thought, hold up, I could nick a little pound note out of this. Yeah. So how does it work? You're 16, you're putting a tune together. You say you're manager. What, do you go to a producer who's got a studio? Well, I was lucky. I fell in... Boys from Dagnum were called the OT crew. That was yeah, yeah, OT on top. That. Well, you know, Come and, on. Uh, they was doing their thing before me. So by the time they brought me in, I'd met them through me pal Frenchy, and they brought me in. Uh, Dogsy started taking me studio in Greenwich to Danny C's. And then my boy, Louis White, I knew his brother years ago. They used to do a youth club in Romford. Hmm. Uh, Louis White is my producer, has been for years. Good pal and all, but I knew his brother from there. So I ended up crossing paths with Louis White again. And they had a studio at Cable Street, which was closer on my side of the river and all. And Louis, bless him, he just, he knew I didn't really have much. He'd let me just use the studio all day. Right? Nice. And hardly ever charge me. Right? Just because I think he had a bit of faith in me. I was his pal. Yeah. And then if it weren't for Louis, really, I wouldn't have been able to put together a Telsh and a Krypton. I didn't have the money at that age. And so, yeah, I owe a lot to Louis White. Out of everyone that was doing it, like around Dagnum at that time, was it pretty evident that you was like, you was like the best? So... In, well, the OT boys already had their name, but I, I knew how good I had to be. It, it sounds weird. I knew I had to do a lot of work to get to that level, but I was quite frustrated. So I knew, by the time I hit about 19, I thought, right, you've hit the level, your writing's good now. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to where I need to be. But for the first four years, I just thought, keep working, I need to get better, I need to then slowly progressing, progressing. But I had, I had a group of friends from Dagnum and we all bucked up with the OT boys then. I had quite, there was MI, what was it? Benson, Deeper Man, Cozzy, there was a few of us. So then we like sort of joined up with the OT boys and it was good, man. Rolling yeah. everywhere, 15, 20 handed and that. And who was it who said times. they're from the Heathway where the thieves lay? Uh, that was Benson, I think. Yeah, mm. but I love that lyric. Yeah, Every I'm, time yeah, I drive down Dagnum Heathway, Heathway, I'm like, I'm from the Heathway where the thieves lay. That's where the thieves stay. You can yeah, yeah, for the thieves. Yeah, there on a weekday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bars. <laughs> I love that. that uh, do you know what was... I remember what what I used to listen to nonstop. Uh, it was OT Crew Dognum Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that in that video, you can still because I was trying to find it on Spotify, and obviously it ain't on Spotify, but like you find it on YouTube, and the video looks like it's been uh, 
been filmed on like an i well not an iphone but yeah, like, like, it was primitive but i quite like, I always said we i minded us a bit like uh obviously different but in terms of the collective, it always reminded uh, myself a bit like Wu Tang, rough around the edges. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Was, and I like that. Okay, UK Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, I like it. nothing. I'm not saying we was lyrically alike, but there was just OT was just a bunch of nutters together. Like, yeah. were they good days? Yeah, they were good days, man. Really good yeah. days. Like, just yeah, fun. You don't realise they're the best times. That's yeah. that's better than making it. And looking back now, I think those were the good times. Yeah. Like, and in Dagnum, there was just a good vibe in here because mm. we was rolling and. Was you it's like good. famous in Dagnum? Proper yeah, famous in yeah. Dagnum. Yeah, to be fair. Like, yeah. That's not me blowing my own trumpet, but every fucking yeah, no, of course. around there. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, sick. They need a statue of Devlin in Dagnum, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That'd be vandalized in two and, minutes. <laughs> you and Terry Venables <laughs> and Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> what what yeah. comes first? Like the lyrics or the or do you hear a beat and you're like, you know, what kind I've always thought I've always said, how does that how does that work? Do you write the lyrics first and then try and find a beat for that, or is it the two together? Ninety nine percent of the time, you hear a song first. You could hear loads of songs, then I hear one and I think, oh, I like that. Then you sometimes to get a flow, you just make noise, and then start. All right, I like that. I'll replace that with words. Very rarely, I wrote lyrics with no song. But I've done it before. Did you have like a little generic beat that you used to play to just like? to write lyrics to it, or would it be you need to hear the track that you're gonna put them lyrics on? Uh, depends, really. If it's like an in-depth subject, you wanna be writing to the beat you're gonna... Yeah, okay. vocal. If it's just a grind beat at 140, yeah. and you know you're just gonna be using that for a set, or yeah. it's 140. So it don't really matter what they play, you can put it over anything. You know, if I was on a radio set and it's 140, it's gonna be a similar sort of beat to what yeah, I wrote yeah, to. Yeah. But if it's like a conceptual tune with meaning, you wanna get that heartfelt connection with that song. And look, I would say that's that. one thing that I feel like you did probably better than a lot of people in the grime scene. Most of your child, I feel like they always have meaning. I and tried. the lyrics are in depth. I think not, obviously I wrote a load of bullshit lyrics and yeah, some of, of them are just for vibe, some of them are just far away, but I think, I did, when I was young, I thought I'd like to inject a bit of songwriting into the grime. When I wrote Community Outcast, I thought, I, I love grime, but I don't really hear anyone getting deep and conceptual or making songs. So I yeah. tried to inject a bit of that. There's a, a lot mess, of it's that like bravado there. and ego, isn't it? I try, I, I don't know if I accomplished it, but I had a go. You know oh, I mean? you yeah, definitely, yeah, mate, you definitely did. Well, Community Outcast, didn't you, weren't you 15 when you wrote that? I think so, yeah. My boy Ratchet sent the instrumental over. Uh, do you remember the Lego flats in Dagnum? No. The big Lego blocks, three tower blocks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hurting. I don't know Dagnum that well. Was, my honest. manager lived in there and he sent it. It was just one of them big, I think it, it wrote itself. As soon as I heard it, like Ratchet started making a, when he was making grind beats, there was emotion in him and I thought there is the potential to write a song to that. So yeah. I think I've been waiting for Ratchet's beats to bring out what I wanted to do. Yeah. When I heard that beat, I think I wrote the first version in about 45 minutes. It just flooded out of me. I think like the beat made me write it. Nice. And then years later, I put it on my first album and I added, I might have added another verse. I think it was a long time ago. Yeah. And then I, put, I reckon probably the tune that probably most people would know you for is London City. Yeah, yeah was that like late teens you come up with that i think it was yeah i, I remember dogsy wanted that tune and he went oh we'll do that together because i like that one and all yeah. and i just pissed off down limehouse one night <laughs> and vocaled it i thought no nah. yeah. i went having i like that, that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm having, having that and that, that was my first attempt at like uh, a record that could get radio play mm. my mum went to me can't you write an happy song uh, your music's depressing yeah yeah, yeah. Very, we, i listened hard. to that in an interview very and i was saying to jamesy i like i always like the more upbeat happy 
on the grime scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of an album, I, the ones I preferred were the ones that were like uplifting. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Well, but I don't think I made many of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. I think I've even heard Noel Gallagher say it's, it's easy to write a sad song. I find it hard to write happy songs, but yeah. that was my attempt at an happy song. And it's a bit more happy go lucky than the usual yeah. uh, stuff, but never liked the record in the end. Good vocal and all. You from don't Yasmin, like it now? It? I never liked it. I really? made it. I'm, I'm, I thought I'd done all right. I hit the target, what I was trying to do, but then when we manager Colin at the end, and God bless, Darren used to own AKA, like good power mine. He went, we got to go with this one. We got. I went, I don't. I think it was different to what I'd been doing, so yeah. maybe it didn't sit right with me. But I'm glad I listened to him in the end because I didn't chart with it. But wherever I go, people would know London City mm. if they knew any of my songs. Yeah, that's amazing. Is that you know, I, I find that really interesting. That probably like one of your most popular songs is actually a song that you're you're not that attached to. No, I never was, but. It done its job. So it's other Do you people. think it's the, what you're talking about in the you know in the lyrics? I think it's just the beauty of music and art, and it. Well, I, I can hate something and someone else can love it. Yeah. But then again, I'm not supposed to like other. It's for other people. It ain't for me. At I'd the end see, of the I, day, I, is I it don't know. If I think, I think like true artists, which you are, is like, and I always say this to other comedians. I'm like, that sometimes I see them writing things for other people as in they're like oh yeah this will get loads of punching views punching down or, uh, no not punching down but like this will get loads of views or yeah they're like or they'll be trying to pander to the audience I, I think really what it's about is doing what doing what you love I just think oh, I don't know when you're making something and your head's that in it by the time it's done and it's dusted I've heard the tune a thousand times anyway yeah, yeah. so I feel like I've done my job like my my opinion sort of gets taken away then it's for others to judge, I suppose. But uh, so that is, mm. would you say the most imp the most fun part for you of the process then is the writing? Oh, a million putting percent. it together, being in the studio and making something out of nothing with me pals, like yeah, creating. Yeah, that's my fight. I've never, never really been a fan of interviews. Never. Sometimes I don't even like doing shows. I'm yeah. all right when I get up there. Yeah. I, I dread it. Like I just rather be in a room making music. Yeah, like, yeah. that is my favourite part. We're lucky to get you then, really. Well, no, no I don't mean it disrespectful. <laughs> like, I hate doing interviews. Like, <laughs> but it's not my not my favourite bit. No, I'd rather be in the studio. You find that's battle. the work. That's what I enjoy most. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I enjoy. But like I doing mean, this stuff is like it's a bit of work, really, rather yeah, than, it, rather than it, just enjoyment. I think it comes with what I love doing, which is making music. Of course, so, as I said, I had to get me nut round people recognising me face mm. and other aspects, but. Yeah, making the music, the creative process is, yeah, that's definitely my favourite. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. So you do you, you don't get in terms of like live performance, do you get much of a buzz out of that? Or I do. I, I just, I'm, I'm a weirdo, man. I go into my own little world for a show. Almost anxious, I think it might be anxiety. But then when I'm up there and I enjoy myself. Yeah. Just a bit of a weirdo. Creative people are a bit mad, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, so definitely. I conflict myself every day and then I go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And I was watching some stuff on YouTube last night, uh, like, the, like the SBTV days. Good days, weren't they? Yeah. Bless Channel uh, you and that. Bless Jermel, yeah. With, because um, you used to look knock, knock, a lot, uh, knock about a lot with Ed Sheeran and yeah. work quite a bit of him as well. I mean, how's that, how's that come about? Uh, when I was, I think I just signed my record deal with Island Records. I was about 20, 21, and Example took me on tour. Mm. Big up Example. Yeah, yeah. And Ed was on the support act and all. So really? Then that's, Both support That's him. where I met Ed for the first, I think he was about 17, probably. I was early 20, 20 21. And just clicked with him, and he's a nice geezer. He's always, like, 
approachable. He ain't yeah. got a, n- never had no massive ego. Funny and all got a good sense of humour and his music. I was taken back really. Like I was talented and just clicked. We used to sit there freestyling, mugging, mugging each other off all yeah. day and having yeah, a, yeah. just really clicked. And then that's where our relationship, like we got on, you know. So we started making music. You know, when yeah. we come off the tour. Yeah, did you get me the old like ginger pubes and all that? Yeah, mate, you give me grey. I'm a grey fucking <laughs> old git, whatever. I call <laughs> ginger minge and all that. <laughs> Again, yeah. Yeah, you were uh, funny you... just that like, sending for Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah, he was good though. He's good. I always said you're one of the best rappers I've ever heard. Yeah, He's good, mate. Right. Well, well, I like that toes. recent thing yeah. you done. What's it called, Jay? You remind me. Great British bar off. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted. We've got another on the upcoming album. We've got a song with him on the chorus. And that's what you'd expect, really, weren't you? Ed singing, me rapping. So yeah. I said, let's just get back on the bars, like when we first yeah, met, yeah. just spitting, mucking about. He loved it. He went, oh, I've enjoyed myself so much. Well, we ain't like, been yeah, on a rap. don't get to do that anymore. We just had fun, man. Like, fucking, yeah, it was good. Just back to back, bouncing off each other like old times. It was enjoyable. Yeah. And I think other, his fans, even, a lot of these new fans will never have heard him rap. So, yeah, exactly. Nah. See, I it always remember Ed Sheeran coming up through like almost like the grime scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah. And you know what? Funny enough, the first time I ever see Ed Sheeran was in a video of Example. You know, when they're doing a Nando's oh, thing. Oh, the Nando's song. That's yeah, the yeah. first time I ever heard him. Then I dug a little bit deeper and he was doing You Need Me with the loop pedal yep. on SBTV. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't believe it. I'm like, how many takes though? And then he brings out an EP, it's called One Take. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this geezer's actually legit. And yeah. he was going around doing that stuff on shows. I think in his early, st- I used to like, a lot of his early stuff, A lot, even his early songs, there was like a rappy influence in Definitely. It. Indie rap, and then, as you said, the grime, he'd done the, the yeah. grime collaborations. I had a song on there with him lately. So, yeah, he definitely run through the grime scene. Yeah, well, yeah what career Grime rap, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, he's just gone on to... No, it's, it's good to it's see you come back probably together. probably the biggest... Musician in the world, did you? I'll tell you what he did say to me when I met him uh, on that example tour. We was on the tour bus after a show one night, like talking, whatever. And I went, so what's the plan for you then? He's only 17. He went, oh, I'm just going to sell a million records uh, when I bring my first album out. <laughs> and I started laughing. I nearly spat me beer at me. Went, oh, yeah, right. Fucking, he went, no, serious. Yeah, me too, I mate. thought he was a bit delusional, yeah. but obviously he knew something that the rest of us didn't. So fair. And he deserved it. He major tal- majorly talented, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he knew. Yeah, he yeah. knew. Yeah, like he Jesus knew. when I first played tennis with him, James, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his <laughs> mate is... Uh... This episode is brought to you by London's leading second-hand watch specialist, Kettle Club. Kettle Club are an independent watch dealer who sell a range of luxury brands all at different price points. If you're looking to buy or sell a watch, then they really are the people you need to talk to. I love Kettle Club sponsoring us because they're actually a brand I used long before this podcast even started. Yeah, I've dealt with other watch dealers before, White Boy, but for me, Kettle Club offered the fairest prices and the most honest and professional service. The boys there really are a pleasure to deal with and I wouldn't go anywhere else. And I don't want you to either. So go and see them at their showroom by London Liverpool Street Station just next to the Anders Hotel. And if you quote that Josh James show on inquiry, you get 15% off of polishing for your watch. That offer is brand dependent. Back to the show. And he's just just had that confidence from early. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going, I'm going to be rich. Yeah, he knows. He's rich. Yeah, but Shout then out, Ed. if you believe <laughs> it and then it don't happen, then you're just delusional, aren't you? Yeah. And how many people are like that? I think you're just a ginger geezer from Ipswich. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> he's cracked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you signed with Island Records and you were them f- with them for what? Five, five, seven years, maybe? Okay, it's all like a blur, man. 
It's all come and gone so quick. I was with him for some years. I couldn't even tell you how many years. Yeah. Two, three, four, maybe. God knows. And how does that come about, like, getting signed by, like, a record label? I can't make the job centre in Dagnum. <laughs> and my manager right. rung me when we... Listen, boy, we've got... Uh, We've got loads of record labels interested in you. And I went, yeah, all right, all right. And I never got excited about anything. Till it happens. Till it happens. I went, yeah, all right, mate. Good way I'm, to be. I'm walking at Dagenham Job Centre, whatever, we'll see. And the next week, we was up uh, Kensington High Street meeting all these records. I was thinking, Jesus Christ. Like. And a few of us had been, I think, Cinchy Strider, Chipmunk had been signed. So, and then, yeah, we started meeting record labels. And Ireland just seemed the most laid back, really. The people I could get on with the most. Yeah. And yeah, it was a strange turning point for me in my life, obviously, but I didn't believe it at first. And yeah. Then I, I remember actually signing and I rang me DJ. I think I had a couple of bottles of champagne on me and a load of beers and just when I got pissed in Dagnum with him. Nice. So I just signed a fucking record deal. Yeah, fucking <laughs> strange. Well. And now How old were you then? Yeah. 20, 21, I think. Nice. Mm. Same like that. Oh, that's young, isn't it? When you think that back, we're young, the same age. We've, how old are you? I'm 34 yeah, yeah, I'm 35, so like basically the same age. I look back to 20s, kids, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, you think you know it all and you don't. Oh, yeah, you think you're proper know yeah, what you're, you're talking really about. Being 20, I always say this, my dad, like, dad would go to me, like when I'm about 17, 18, do you think you know it all? And I go, oh, no, I don't. But in my mind, I think, <laughs> yeah, I do. I know fucking more than you, yeah. you know, but you don't, do you? No, you you know, clue. all the things that he warned you about, you get a bit older and you're like, oh, fucking yeah, you're right. Should have right. probably listened. I suppose some things you've got to learn for yourself, you know what I mean? But. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I wasn't moaning about signing the deal. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah, exactly. I always remember the um, your tune "Runaway," uh, the, the the music video that you shot for that. Did you meet the people that was in that music video? Yes, yeah, quite. Because one of the geezers, I think his name was Kevin Walsh. He was one of the teachers in my school. Was he? He was Mr. Like part Mr. Walsh. Yeah. See, there was quite a few extras in that. Well, I met, I met some of them. I don't know if I met all of them. I yeah, think. and I remember like he just. No one used to really like him, and then he was in that music video. I mean, I was like, "Fucking hell!" What's a You're geezer, Devlin's yeah. music video. <laughs> you're, you're right now, Walsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yes, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> proper turned it around for him, you know. Yeah, jokes. Proper turned it around for him. But do you know what? One thing I, I often like, like you're, for me and for a lot of people, you're like a legend of the of the grime scene, you know. But one thing I I often see said about you and I want it to get interesting I want to get your take on this is this is everyone obviously raves about your talent and just about your lyrics and just like you know you're unbelievable but they go Devlin doesn't get the recognition he deserves do you often hear that yeah I've heard that quite a lot to be fair and how do you feel about that because uh, I think how they're probably saying it is he's not had like the commercial success that he deserves but I think to myself, would would you know, would he have wanted that? I don't. F not everyone in life gets what they deserve. Number one, mm. not many people in life get what they deserve. So, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I could have done. Maybe it falls on my shoulders. I could have made different records. I, maybe I could have applied myself more. I, I don't know. But I feel like talent-wise, there's not many people that I wouldn't put myself in the same bracket with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And when people get held up in that scene, I don't think my name's thrown around enough. Mm. But if you think like that, you're just going to be bitter, aren't you? I suppose that's life. Right? Yeah. Who would you put up there as like the, who do you think are the, you know, who do you think are the best? Uh, from that era. 
from my era, not because I'm biased, Getz, I always thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I love yeah. Getz. Wretch. Uh, yeah. I could go back to before I was even in the scene. People like Swiss. Mm. I'm so solid. Uh, Sharky Major, he was one really inspired me. Dirty Goods. Uh, there's a few there. Wiley, you'd have to throw in the mix. Dizzy Rascal, when he was fresh out, he yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, Dizzy was good. So, yeah, I, know, I feel like there was a lot of talent and everyone was, uh, everyone was different when I was growing up. I could appreciate everyone had different sorts of talents and uh, original styles. Now I think there's a lot of people sound the same. Though. I was just going to say, what do you think of today's game? And yeah. people probably think I'm a, I'm saying it like a bitter old man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, t I don't really hear that much originality now. Unless oh, maybe totally I ain't agree. listening in the right places. But I I, that's why I used to like grime and that music because there were so many different styles and they complemented each other. Do you still like Black the Ripper? Didn't really hear much of him, bless yeah, yeah. his soul. Like, yeah, never yeah, really yeah. heard much. But I was Mate, in the. We used to go mad for Black the Ripper. How old was Black the Ripper? Bless his soul. <sighs> don't know. So I might be able to tell you. Than him. I'm not I don't sure, even know but... what he looks like. We just had a CD and my pal was like, this is Black the Ripper. We played it hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loved it. Who How about Merxton? Merxton, yeah, obviously he's me pal. I've made. Oh, is he really? Been on constant sets of him from the movement days. Yeah, and we stuff used to love like Merxton and all. Yeah, like, started playing yeah. over a few house beats. He always had that. Yeah. Even Getz could do that. The banter. Yeah, yeah that's I, it. I just like I used to call it Michael Myers music. Playing me a Michael Myers, something I can chase and just. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't okay. want to be bouncy and vibey. Yeah, like, no, I get mm. ya. Because it was like for us, we was partying. I would never. We wouldn't be going out to like grime raves. Of course not. We'd be going to like house parties and then listening to grime and that in the motor. Mm. So when we heard that Merkson coming out with like dun 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 dun, and we we're like, oh, this is a bit of us. It was so like in the middle housey for vibe, yeah, yeah. but with some yeah. lyrics on it that we could like rap to in the motor. Yeah, that was smoking, never, never smoking, my cup of tea, or like the bouncy vibe. Yeah, yeah, oh, mate, we used to fucking lap that up. <laughs> Loved it. No, you weren't never into like house music and that, no? No, not really. Weren't gritty enough for you. Yeah, I like I like something with attitude. I love Nirvana. Yeah, I like. Nirvana. I like Oasis. I like just something with a bit of a bit of ag. Yeah, something with a bit of edge to it at least. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't be that heavy for ten minutes, let alone yeah. fucking three hours in a rave. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the ass music. Like, don't shoot me. I'm, everyone who likes ass is gonna kill me. Yeah. Oh mate, I can't listen to it now. I often Jesus. say, oh. I often say, right, that the reason why he goes to a lot of like house music events and they're all taking drugs is because they've got to like try and convince themselves that what they listen to is actually, actually good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. the only way you can enjoy it. Works it works really know? well with the drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a bit repetitive for my life. Very. Repetitive. Very. Yeah. What do I know? You know, and one thing I do, no, you know now, one, one of my pet hates is like house DJs now. You see them, they call themselves artists. Mm. And I'm like... You're playing other people's tunes, mate. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm an artist, and then like this, and they're like clapping. You're I'm like, an artiste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, fucking do me a favour, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, do me a favour. But yeah, I used to love watching those like, you know, early SBTV days. You, you, you and Ed Sheeran, and that one. What is that? I can't remember exactly what it's called. But you're on top of a building. F64. F64. Oh, that. That's where we done uh, the Great British Bar. Yeah, that's it. That's same, it. Roof, same rooftop. Same that's, roof. yeah, I yeah. thought it was the same rooftop, but that uh, that one, I, I, honestly, I've watched that so many times on on repeat. And how did that Great British Bar have come about? Uh, just as I said earlier, we'd already made a song for me album, me and Ed, with him on the hook, as you'd imagine everyone would expect that. Mm. So that is going on the album? Yeah, well, there's a song. Yeah, that's on my album, that right. Great British, but obviously the video was live. We'd done it as yeah. like... Homage to SB, bless his yeah. soul, because that's where I've done the original. Right. Pardon me. And uh, 
the other songs on my album with with him singing on the hook. Yeah. So I could have released the singy hook one and probably got a bit more radio play with it. But I just wanted to. It's different, isn't it? There you go. There's me and Ed Sheeran with Can't lyrics, bar for bars, bar. bars for bars, something different for you. Like. Yeah. Do you, was you? Uh, you strike me as someone that's never been like. You've never thought to yourself, "What would get me more radio play?" Or uh, when <clears throat> when I well when you're when you're signed to a record, is there a bit of that of like right? When I was signed to the record label, not that they put major pressure on me, but I've got half a brain cell. I knew tunes like Runaway, <clears throat> Rewind, Your London Cities are going to get radio play. But I, I didn't even see that as selling out. As soon as I started music, I like to touch on different concepts, different tempos, different genres. So I was just making music, but obviously I'm not stupid. I knew they'd, they'd get more radio play. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is your taste in music pretty broad? Yeah, it is, to be fair. Uh, Lyrically, always love Bruce Springsteen, man. I think we all use the same language, but he managed to phrase things. Yeah. That can make your ears stand up. Or he'd phrase things and I'd be like, oh, I wish I phrased yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I always uh, thought that when I'd hear something though, and I'm like, oh, of course, obviously. But it's like, until you've heard it, I never had the idea. Don't you find they're the best ideas? When you hear something, you're like, it's so obvious, but it's so brilliant. And I'm like, oh, of course, now I've heard it. Do you understand what just I'm saying? Just took summer to articulate it. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, of course. Well, when it comes to words, I just, obviously I've drove myself mad <laughs> thinking yeah, of yeah. words for years of my life. We all use the same language. It's just how you phrase things to drive it on. And I mm. think Springsteen was brilliant at that. Right? And I took a lot of inspiration from him, really. Yeah. Nas, Big Pun, Eminem. Yeah. But Springsteen was definitely up there, like, lyrically. Yeah, yeah Springsteen like was good. Great performer and all. Mm. Is that a lot of music that you would get from your parents? Yeah, I grew up with Springsteen in the car. Motown, I love Diana Ross. Yeah, mate, we love Motown. Yeah, Motown. Uh, yeah, what? I just like music. And this is this is that I have a trouble with a lot of music I listen to now. Is like songs that will be popular, whatever. I listen to it and I might enjoy it. And I'm like, but how like... Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like rap now that I'd, I feel it's just like pop music. Yeah. You know, I feel like you're not really saying anything. There's not, I get that like the masses, the masses are enjoying it because it might sound good in the nightclub or whatever. Mm. But I just think this is not, this is not what it's about, you know? And plus there's a lot more. So you got radio like one extra, capital extra. There's like whole radio stations that are dedicated to playing sort of genres. Was that around back in them days? It was just coming about. Uh Probably just coming about one extra in that. But yeah. All, all I ever knew was the pirate radio stations, like yeah. Prince FM. You maybe get it, you know what I mean, turning the dial. Well, I remember one extra coming about, must have been similar sort of time. So it was just coming in. But if you was anywhere near East London back in the day, or you was tuning into Rince. That's yeah. You, that's that's one double O three. That was it, really. One double O three. Ninety two point three. That was Deja Vu. Yeah. So that was all what what we had. Money Romford. To. False. Remember False FM? I've heard of Centre Force. Centre Force, no, yeah, yeah Centre, but it used to be there called was one Fulse, called False yeah. FM, and it was like, remember MC Vapor? Yes. Yeah. He was all over that. He was a Rumford boy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. False FM, that was our local one. I think one. he went to my school, actually. Did he really? Yeah, but a bit older, what but... A good Catholic boy. I think he was a good Catholic boy, yeah. yeah he had do, some bars. Do you ever remember a rapper out of uh, Rumford called Phenomenal? No, I can't do say I remember do. that no. tune? Straight Cockney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my pal. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play I grew it to you after. It's fucking gold, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's not it's not on your levels, but but yeah, nah, it's it's. I'm sure it's better. <laughs> no, 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 no. And um, 
How was it? How's it like growing up in Dagenham, being a Spurs fan? Yeah, I took definitely took me. Uh, <laughs> Mate, I was fair just share about to grief. say, I've yeah. got two Spurs fans here today. He's like Tottenham mad. Oh, you, you love Tottenham them all. Oh, yeah, pleasure, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. nah, it's not for me, man. You West Ham, Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm. I don't know what's happened to you. I might be falling apart. Yeah, nah, I don't really care anyway. You do care. I but... don't. I do a little bit, but I don't. But no, nah, I had my fair share of stick, obviously. But uh, my dad was out of acne, even though he's East London. They was all Tottenham and Arsenal yeah. around there. It mm. goes into Tottenham and yeah. Arsenal, yeah, of course. And I, yeah, Dagenham, Upton Park was only four miles down the road, so yeah. everyone was West Ham mad. But uh, Chad Belief only ran the corner. I'll give as good as I've got. I, I'm I still alive. Graft, yeah. wasn't it? Being a Spurs fan from around there. Do you know yeah. what else? No. I think <clears throat> when I was growing up in the 90s, West Ham and Tottenham were just mid-table, really. We was lucky if either of us got 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Yeah. So we was about as shit as each other. Yeah. And it's only over the last 10 years that Tottenham has stepped away and they're a bit better than West Ham, which is nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you say that, though, <laughs> but the last couple of years, they've sort of caught us up, haven't they? Yeah. Not, not really. We, I'd still say we're better than them. They've had a good season this year. They're only five points behind them. Well, yeah, this is it. When not that we've won anything, but we just advanced a bit more than them, I feel. Yeah, yeah I feel like... Um, I mean, this is one thing I, I say to like, I mean, all our mates are West Ham. So it's just like, obviously, I've, you know, always give me stick and that. Um, but this, I think that was a great cup for them to, wouldn't they win it last year? Yeah. Yeah. It's great cup for them to win. But the difference is, I think with, with Tottenham, they wouldn't, I don't know how buzzing Tottenham fans would be about winning that. No. Because <laughs> Do you know what? I wouldn't want to... And people are going to go, oh, it's because you, you ain't won a trophy, any trophy. If yeah. we won that cup, yeah, everyone would have gone, we well, still ain't won a fucking proper cup, have you? Yeah. You've won the conference, Joey. Yeah, like, yeah. They would have mugged us off even more if we won that it's cup. True. So I think, you know, I'd rather go without it. Yeah, Could I'd you imagine the memes if Spurs had won that? We don't yeah. mugged us off. They, they said, you ain't won a cup, it's a conference, Joey. Yeah. Egg, it's a wooden spoon, well, is isn't it? it? Yeah, in the Toto Cup? The, is that yeah. basically what it is? Yeah, well, well, sort of, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but, uh, but it's yeah. like when we ever, like, people go to, about Spurs, they go, what, you won a League Cup? Like, they sort of, still a cup, but they... Do you mm. know what? I'm not even dissing West Ham. I think that was a good cup for them to win. And they're in Europe. They ain't been in Europe for years. Yeah. So, for that, well, talk to me West Ham pals. They're all buzzing. Yeah, of course. So at yeah, least they've had a bit of European it. football, and that's, like, elevation for them. I think if we won it, then people would just rip the piss out of us. Yeah. Still, when they're claiming champions of Europe, well, that's it. Not they really. know. They know. They know it's not true. <laughs> they think they won the World Cup and all, but not really. they do it to piss people like us off, don't they? So, like, mate, we was at a kids' party yeah, the weekend. Love your West Ham pals. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. you really. Look. James's boy's got a Tottenham thing on, and it says double winners, 60-61. I was like, mate, is that the last yeah, time? Oh, no, yeah. But I mean, I'm on the phone. Yeah, but though, all I hear out of like gooners is, ah, uh, well, you don't. When do you stop the history? You don't yeah. won much for. Nah, Man, you ain't won much now time. for, like, when, when does the history cut off? Like, yeah. If we're going to go back in time, then we can go back to No, but it's a long way, though, ain't it? It's a long way, it's mate. Long way. It's all we've got, all right? <laughs> it's so, but yeah, you probably had it with your dad growing up. It's like, I'd always hear my dad, my granddad's like, talk about, oh, we were the team. Yeah. Bill mm. Nicholson, this and that. So you're like, oh, like, we're this... Yeah. I mean, a lot of West Ham fans call Spurs fans, like, deluded. Like, you think it's a massive club, but I think it's because you've been brought up with like all these stories of, yeah, we used to play this sort of football when we were, you know, we were like the Man United of our era and all that. Mm. And then like... All I've ever seen in my lifetime is uh, two League Cups. Yeah. yeah. And one of them, the old man said his mate could get uh, tickets for the final if he got there. I ended up watching it in a boozer in Acne, the Kenton. Oh, really? He couldn't get the tickets. No way. What one was that? Leicester. I think Leicester. Savage got sent off. And yeah. No, ju yeah, Justin Edinburgh got sent off. 
Was it Justin Edwards? Yeah, that's yeah. our pals. He's our, our pals, dad. Yeah, he's our pals, dad. Which rest his soul. And then the second one was Woodgate, wasn't it? In the Carlin. It was Woodgate, Carlin Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's all I've ever and seen. And to be fair, you. when when Spurs did win that League Cup, I was like, I remember watching it like close to tears. Like, <laughs> We've won the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. So I totally get West Ham with winning that cup. No, you I think you, I think that's a good cup for them to win. As I said, they're back in Europe. Fair play to them. So are you now Europa? Who? West Ham. Then is it the conference or do you go into the proper Europa? Where they? I think they're in the Europa. Where they yeah. won that. Right. So they win that and they bump you up. Yeah, I think they're in the Europa. Yeah, they struggle to win that one. Look, all I'm saying about Tottenham. My mum's a big Tottenham fan from Acne. My old man was Millwall because his old man was South London. My mum's Millwall. I was born over. Oh, this really? is it. Yeah. I was so, born in Bermondsey. Oh, was you? Yeah. First football game I ever go to see Tottenham Liverpool at White Hart Lane and they got done 3-1 by Liverpool and I'm like they ain't fucking supporting these so why would I do that they just got they just got done and then my uncle was a Chelsea fan and he's like I'll take you over Chelsea and we won like 4-0 against someone and I'm like he bought me the shirt and I'm like alright yeah I'm Chelsea yeah Gloriana yeah massively for me massively. Uh, for me I always say to people you're not a proper if you're, you're not a proper football fan if you got to choose who you supported mm. you ain't a proper football yeah, fan yeah my man's a rugby player you got to like for me it was that's a like, good point it, for me it was like yeah. Spurs and I, I could yeah. remember, my dad said it to me the other day he's like when you was younger it's when Leeds were big right yeah, and they was yeah. in the semi-final he goes you never wanted to support Tottenham because like we were fucking shit mm. I was like dad why who? and he went to me who do you want to support then I went I want to support Leeds, Leeds. <laughs> Because <laughs> I liked all like Maduka, Harold Kiel. But for me, it's like you're a proper football fan. If You know, you're exactly right. I'm not a proper football fan. Yeah. I love football, but I don't care about Chelsea. You didn't much. fancy sporting Millwall, no? no? Well, my uncle used to take me to a few games. They only lived just off the blue, so you could walk to uh, mm. the den from there. Took me to a few games when I was young, but my dad wouldn't have had that. As nah. you said, I didn't get to choose. I no, was Tottenham. Like, as soon as I was crawling, I was in a Tottenham kit. But uh, yeah. Do you get over there much now? No, I can't remember the last time I've been. I refused the last few years under Conte and Mourinho. Yeah. I'd rather watch paint dry than... Yeah, Angie's all right, though. Oh, it might be beautiful now, just to yeah. watch us play a bit of football. Yeah, right. Let's That's get it. some tickets, yeah? yeah? Let's go see a game. We'll go see a game. No, definitely, I can get hold of some tickets. Yeah. Do you know what it is? We've, I like, I've got to a point now with, with football, it's just like, that we've had so, we were so, we've had so many nearly think we're going to get there. So for me, it's like, I know it'd be great to win something, but really, if I could just go over there and watch watch and play decent football, well, attacking football, now. yeah, that's that's all I want, really. Yeah. I, I couldn't watch him. I really couldn't watch him the last two years under just so dull. And mm. Now, I, I think it's, it's lovely to watch. Yeah. Win, lose or draw, at least I'm entertained now. Like, that's the minimal you should be. <laughs> at least I can yeah. enjoy watching the football. That like. said, I yeah. went to the Brighton game over Christmas away, gotcha. yeah, yeah. and it was like we've got loads of injuries out, and then first five minutes we're zipping the ball around playing this attacking football, and I've sat there and we're like fucking four 0 down. Oh really? <laughs> second yeah. half, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, second well. half. We, we could have won yesterday, really, and we got like five of our best players out. Yeah, they? but uh, but they play United. United, and we were the better team. What was the score? Uh, two all. Oh, we, okay. we we played the better football, but we got five of our starters United out. Opponent, just with five of our top players out, I thought, well, at least we had a guy and we're still playing a bit of yeah, football. Yeah. And we was the better team. So at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. Coming away from there with two all five players, that's like nearly a win. And five of our starters, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's not and so And we bad. dominated the game. So yeah, what is going on with Man United, mate? Yeah, mate, dead. Well, it's been so many years. So now. They're not the Man United of no. old, are no, they? No, they're not. I mean, it's not they're actually not. a draw anymore, is it? Like you, you remember back in the day, 
if you, whoever whoever player you had in your team, if like Man United want like would they interest you? Like I oh, would have sat then. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're gone. Yeah, so Alex Ferguson. Even when he won the league with him the year he left, I think he'd done magic there. Since then, oh, he's a geezer. Since then, it's, they're not the same. Yeah, no, it? you're right. Since Ferguson left, it's just it's all gone downhill. I won't want that job. I, I, I don't know how much longer Ten Hag's going to last, but nah, I reckon they give him the end of the year, but I don't think what they mean? should. Who, what manager wants that job? Unless you nah, just want the money, if you're, you're going to take the money, but well, like look at David Moyes. He's done wonders at West Ham, and he was like ruined United quickly. Yeah. I think that's an odd place to go and turn around, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. And look, this is what Alex Ferguson said. So I've I watched the programme, it was like his little documentary, and he's like, I had time. I was there for so many years, he could bring players up through the youth. Well, he was going to get sacked, wasn't he, Ferguson? There yeah, you go. He going to get rid of him. But yeah. he had so many years there that he could actually build a programme and bring people up. He was watching them from when they was eight, and he's like, right, he's going to be my right winger in 10 years' time. You know what I mean? Could, like, build it up. Now nah, they get six months. If they don't perform, they're gone. Yeah, different world. I just think he was a different kettle. Didn't didn't he take Ab Aberdeen to the European to win the we, European? Yeah, Champions? that's right. Yeah, yeah, they won. They won the Scottish League he's as a, well. He's yeah. a different. He's just a different kettle. Yeah, he's yeah, the best massively. manager ever. Yeah, you're, you're not going to find another one of them that walks along. So. Ruthless though. Yeah, ruthless. ruthless. Yeah, well, you need to be. Could be horrible when he wants. You got to try organise twenty two geezers. You got to be a little bit ruthless. Well, especially now, like they're all divers and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, he had a few of them to deal with. So what's what's like what's the what's the what's the future hold for Devlin then now? You've obviously got album, new album. I've got an album coming out in the next few months. Oh nice, new one. New one. Will yeah. you tour that? Will you tour? Uh, yeah, hopefully, mate. I'll give it a little while to circulate and then later. Are we on gonna in get the year. a sneak preview of that or what? Can I have a sneak preview? Nice. I'd love a sneak preview. Yeah, well, I'd love to come to a show actually because I've never actually seen you live. I'll always remember. And I don't know, but you will never, you will never remember this. But um, I was in an Italian in Brentwood, right, called Tarantino's. Yeah, I know. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, mate. I used to live in Hutton. Yeah, well, mm. yeah, because because I, I see, I was in there with my mum and dad, and I reckon I was probably about twenty one at the time, and you walked in with your mate, and I talked to my dad, and I was like, "You alright?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's, that's Devlin." I was like, "I'm fucking." I fucking love him. Do you know what? I see Steve Davis in there. Did you? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he lives in uh, he lives in like Ingate Stone Way. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, me and me mate used to eat that all the time. Mate, I remember you yeah. sitting in the corner. I went to the toilet and you was eating. I really shouldn't have bothered you when you was eating, but I was just like proper fanboy. I was like, "You right, mate? Uh, yeah, I just want to let you know I'm a fucking massive fan of you. Like, I just keep doing what you're doing. I think you're great, blah blah." And you looked at me like, oh, "I'm eating." <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, man. but you know, you looked at me nice. You went. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, no, thanks. What's your name? I was like, I'm, I'm Josh. He's like, oh, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. I was like, yeah, went back, sat down. And I always remember, I was sitting and you were going out and you went, see you later, Josh. And I was uh, like, see, mate, look, that's I, I was so buzzing. I, do you know what? I've always tried to be nice. I think if it weren't for people showing me love, I never would have had nothing. So, yeah. mm. no, unless you, you tried stealing me dinner off me plate, oh, I yeah, might, yeah, mate, might, then I might have had a pop. Yeah. You were great. I think you yeah. was half looking at me like, I feel a bit sorry for this kid, actually. And I proper laid it out all on the table, like, mate, I think you're great, I'm a massive <laughs> fan. And you were like, yeah, well, nah, geez, mate, mate, if it worked for people showing me love, I never would have had this. So, no, nah, you were no great, I mean. mate. So don't mm. fucking, don't ever change. And uh, um, yeah, don't thank you don't so much. Don't fucking interrupt me when I meet you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, just, um, yeah, mate, keep making music is what I would say. Mm. Because uh, we, we, we fucking need it. And yeah, but I'd love to come, come watch your live if you do, uh, you know, little tour. 
I'd love oh, to I'm a percent later on in it. Well, next month I've got Dublin and Belfast. Nice. So maybe something a bit more local for you. Yeah, definitely. So later on in the year, I'll do. Uh, well, listen, thanks for up, brother. Thanks, thanks for coming no, on. Thank you for having me, man. Really, really appreciate it, yeah, mate. Appreciate you coming, and, on, mate. Uh, white boy, what are they going to do on the YouTube, mate? Uh, go subscribe to We Are L17 on YouTube. Um, if you like the video, leave a like. Of course you do. We've got Devlin in. You know what I mean? Give us a give us a nice comment and hit the bell icon if you never want to miss a video. Lovely stuff. And listen, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice, honest five-star review because that's what we're worth. Uh, Devlin, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for coming Cheers, on. Cheers, white boy. See you all again next week. Later.